happy to see you all. I have a special guest for you all today, Dr. Biko Sankofa. Dr. Biko, thank you for joining us. Will you introduce yourself to the crowd, please? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, as you indicated, I'm Dr. Biko Sankofa, um, uh, trained as a developmental psychologist, Howard University, and uh, I focus on, uh, you know, the life path development of the individual. Um, in spite of the fact my, my office in uh, Chevy Chase, Maryland, you know, we do uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation, which is TMS, dealing mainly with uh, depression and anxiety patients. And uh, TMS can be considered something similar to um, electroshock therapy without any side effects, but only because we have a electromagnetic coil that is placed on the person's uh, um, head based on a type of mapping that we do to identify the area whereby depression and anxiety may actually reside. Wow. So I am a development psychologist by training. Um, and in regards to what I do is more so an area of psycho-spiritual development, trying to assist the individual to reach their, their um, ideal self or reconnect them with that which is their their purpose and, and their greatest and the greatest intention for themselves. Thank you. Um, the doctor is agreed to speak to us today about um, mental health and how it affects the males in our communities. Um, we often talk about women and mental health, women and all kinds of other health issues, but we never really reflect on the brothers, the kings. And I wanted to have the doctor address that, um, you know, being a mother of a son, this is an important topic. I want to make sure it's not overlooked. And I think that the doctor is going to shed some light on that for us today. So Dr. Biko, please shed some light on it for us. Well, hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, I, um, I work best with, you know, maybe a question being um, asked of me, um, generally in regards to, um, you know, African-American male and, uh, and issues in regards to health and wellness. It, it, it is a historical, you know, genetics, um, biological, psycho, spiritual, you know, there, it cuts into so many different, um, aspects, departments and hemispheres. Um, but at the, at the core of it is really, um, about our ability to be empowered with choice. And, um, you know, you imagine, you know, let's say depression, for instance, if you feel that you have an alternative to your situation, if you feel that you can turn left or possibly right, and you have those alternative options, you feel a little bit more empowered to say, okay, I don't have to stick with this particular circumstance. And if you feel that this is all that you are going to experience for the rest of your life, it produced this despondency, sadness, depression. And if day after day and week after week and months after months, you're experiencing the same uh, challenge without the ability to make a choice, um, that depression becomes something called chronic. And uh, for that individual, it may be, well, I may as well just not be here. Yeah. We've been seeing, um, and, and when I say we, you know, I have this thing where I feel like uh, when I'm reviewing things, all of these different parts of my personality question 
what I'm seeing, what I'm reading. And I've noticed a lot of headlines on the continent uh, talking about young men that were committing suicide. And that's what really sparked the idea that this was a topic we needed to talk about, you know, males and mental health. And a lot of the suicides were related to, you know, it was various things. And, and like you kind of summed it all up in one. But one of the things was um, they were very bright individuals, very intelligent at the top of their class. And if their grades didn't come along the way they thought they should have, or they were having a challenge um, with their education, they committed suicide. And everyone was surprised by it. You know, and then there was another situation where uh, folks were killing themselves, males, because of spiritual beliefs, uh, believing that they were cursed. I'm not really sure what the curse was about or if it had anything to do with gender identity or anything like that. And obviously, they felt it was something that was unacceptable and couldn't be changed. Or, or I imagine that's what they felt or they wouldn't have resorted to such extreme measures. Um, and I think lastly, it was about um, over relationships, maybe a bad breakup or, you know, someone wasn't in love with them anymore. And those were the three major themes that kept coming across that this is why these individuals chose to end their lives. And they were young. You know, they were like 19, 20, which in my mind, like the brain is still developing at that time. You know, even though you think you're an adult. There's so much more development to happen at that time. So I was like, you know, I really need to address this with the doctor and see what he has to say, because I think people are really quick, especially religious institutions, to say things like, oh, let's just pray on it, you know, and sometimes just praying is not enough. Like you need prayer and you need action. So I like to think that you're bringing the action, right? You're going to show folks like how we can proceed and where this is coming from. Well, you know, we have uh, nature and nurture in, in all things, right? Things that are just genetically inclined. And of course, you know, um, a parent or a close relative could have a predisposition to mental illness. And in those instances, you could have inherited those, those traits as well. And uh, let's say it's schizophrenia, let's say it's, it's depression, anxiety, or whatever the case may be. Um, and then you, you look for some sort of... Uh, treatment, which may be in the form of medication. But then you also have, you know, nurture. That's which codifies, you know, within the reality of the environment that you're living in. And you can really exhibit the same type of mental challenges as someone essentially who has a genetic predisposition based on the situations that you're confronted with over and over and over and over again. And when you're confronted with those situations in your environment over and over again, you know, your sympathetic nervous system, it kicks in in regards to this fight or flight. But if you don't have the ability to fight or flight, so let's say that you, let's, let's give the for instance of being uh, historically on the plantation and you're, and you're experiencing a multitude of abuses, challenges, hard times on a normal daily basis. And your parasympathetic nervous system kicks in in regards to um, energy being, you know, being placed in certain areas of the body whereby you have a more greater blood flow to your arms and you have greater blood flow to your legs. So you're either going to fight or you're either going to flight, right? You, you, but you can't. You can't run away from the situation and you can't fight the, uh, 
you know, the, the slave master, you don't really have a choice. You, don't, you can't go left, you can't go right, you don't have an alternative. And in, and in those instances, your, you know, the adrenaline that's in your body, which is naturally there to, you know, to defend yourself, well, what happens? You know, it dumps itself into the body and the body, you know, becomes agitated. And over and over and over, when the body gets dumped with, with what our body naturally produces to defend ourselves, and we cannot defend ourselves, uh, it turns on itself. And when it turns on itself, uh, our body starts to deteriorate. So historically, um, we are confronted with, with situations within from the plantation to postbellum period in regards to Jim Crow, in regards to all of the various um, inequities that, that were part and parcel of the infrastructure of America. And you find yourself in uh, crowded cities, you find yourself in uh, inadequate health services, um, you know, being able to take care of some of the challenges that come up from, from being in a stressful environment. You find yourself in a, in a work environment that's not giving you the type of economical, you know, equities. So all of these elements in, in, in the um, environmental situation create stress. Uh, we, we call it a silent killer, but it's not that silent. Uh, it is there in front of us and all of our senses are in tune to the stressors in, in some of these uh, individuals' lives. Uh, the black man um, are, are confronted with a protector provider um, faculty. It's historical, it's biogenetics. You know, have a, a stronger upper body, um, you have stronger thighs in some instances, you know, don't get me wrong, we have some uh, sisters that are very strong, but genetically, the men are protectors and providers. But then if you can't protect, and you can't provide, it creates within you a type of dissatisfaction with yourself and, 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 a, and, and a mental image and a self belief that you don't really have the self efficacy to the capability to achieve a successful outcome in this particular situation. Um, so if you look at the plantation, you have a dominant force over you, uh, um, not really allowing you to have the choices that you need to create a successful outcome, you know, your freedom, your liberty. Um, but and, and then you see a, a very challenging particular day or particular time and you can, you know, the fight or flight kicks in. Um, you can't really do anything. So then you go within. You go into this place of sadness, despondency, depression. And this is happening over and over and over and over again. Um, the body starts to, the immune system, and becomes stressed. And it's like a goalie, and, and that goalie is, uh, is, at the, is on the soccer field, and these balls are being kicked at you, and you're, you're able to block a few of them, you know, very well. Um, but every once in a while, one gets in, you know, that's an opportunistic virus or disease, you catch a cold, you know, you get over it in two or three days. But then after a while, you know, these balls that the goalie is, um, is, is, is stopping from getting into the system, they're going to become more and more able to penetrate. As the immune system becomes more and more bombarded, um, it, at one point, a ball gets in, it becomes the last straw on the camel's back. 
and the system essentially cannot really defend itself. So as we are in society constantly being bombarded by stressors, um, and our immune system at first is going to be pretty strong. We're able to, to be resilient. We're able to bounce back. We're able to deal with it. But after a while, years, it takes a toll. And on one particular instance, it might not be anything that significant. It might be a cold, but it turns into pneumonia because of the, the low immune system. Um, and, and then it turns into a situation where the body cannot heal itself. So if you look at it from a, you know, from a biological position and from a historical genetic position, we, we were well equipped to survive and to survive, we, we had this fight or flight. And if the saber-toothed tiger or the plantation master attacks us, technically our fight or flight kicks in, giving us extra strength to be able to defend ourselves. But if you cannot defend yourself, then you have to go within. You have to take it. And either the saber-toothed tiger is going to do what? Devour you and your species is pretty much going to perish. Um, or, the safe, or the slave master is going to beat you and 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 dominate you and and you have to sit there and take it now you may not be devoured that day in that minute but after constant years and years and years of that type of brutality your body but also your mental uh stability is going to wait that is so powerful because what you just said the, the example was amazing right because that analogy just brings it brings so much light on a situation when you talk about going from, you know, having that low immune system and depending on how low your immune system is going from a cold to pneumonia. It, it just made you think about someone who might feel sad because something happened, but now because of their self-esteem being so low, it's taken them to a place that they don't even know they're in mentally. Well, when you, you know, speak of young men, um, and you say, well, why are these young men, you know, taking their lives? Well, it may not be that instant. That instant might be the last ball that gets in, you know, in regards to that breakup. Yeah. But before that, it's not necessarily that the individual themselves might have gone through traumatic instances, but they may have observed it in regards to significant others. And when you observe the other men in your neighborhood in your community in your society sustaining a a significant amount of abuse and you and you see them as you and you as them you you see what is what's in store for you now you're 16 or you're 17 but you know this is a 25 this is a 35 this is a 45 year old man and you know he looks like you in regards to ethnicity um in regards to being in the same neighborhood having, you know, similar beliefs. Um, well, why couldn't that be me? Uh, so, so basically I don't see myself, um, being able to get out of this circumstance, whether it be real or fictitious. So now I'm, I'm seeing that at 10, at 12, 15, you know, once I have some cognitive ability to see beyond myself and I can really empathize with society and, and, and others in society, I start to see, well, and I start to gain greater awareness of what's going on around me. 
So it doesn't have to be me personally and individualistically experiencing it. But just by the collective consciousness of me being aware, I can like I can I can go into depression. You know, I, I can experience, you know, what that individual and, and we all went through that with, with with what we have been seeing in our media in regards to these last 12 months, um, you know, the protests, um, you know, the Black Lives Matters, you know, movements and so forth. You know, we we have sat and, and we have, you know, been there, even though it was miles and miles away, you know, it it brought about a lot of stressors, you know, within, yeah. within all of us. And our fight or flight kicked in because at a certain point, some of us really wanted to, to get up and go out there and, and do something, though it may not have been happening in our neighborhood, in our city, you know, we were like, no, this, this is not right. This is not right. Yeah. So, so the depression uh, can be vicariously, you know, felt. Um, and, and then now you're, you're feeling that in, in some way, you know, at 13 and, you know, but you, but you're resilient and you have a supportive in, environment at home. So you bounce back and then at 14, you know, you, you experience something else. Maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was a cousin, maybe it was an uncle, maybe it was a, a close male, male relative. Boom. You get hit again. Um, you know, your para, you know, your sympathetic nervous system kicks in, the fight or flight, you know, you're like, wow, you know, what am I going to do about this? Am I going to go out there and fight or am I going to run away from it? Um, you know, you, you calm down, the parasympathetic kicks in, you calm down, you establish homeostasis in regards to balance. Um, and then at 15, something else happens. It's, it's part of your, your memory in a sense. And, and when someone is asking, you know, what's going on with you? It seems like if everything in your life is going on, okay. Um, you know, you're, you're getting a, you know, three square meals um, a day, you know, you have a roof over your head and, 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 and most of your needs are being met. However, from a psycho-emotional point of view, you know, you're able to, to really move away from yourself in the comfort zone that you exist in and, and actually see, you know, what, folks who look like you in your society uh, are going through and, and how their bodies are being used and abused. Um, and, 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 and a part of your uh, belief system, you know, starts to give way in regards to, wow, this is me. You know, this is, this is my future. This is my destiny. And if you don't really have an alternative to go left or to go right, if someone else is not mentoring you, which is something that we don't have, you know, mentors to come and say, yes, you know, this is true. You know, let's, let's absolve it. You know, let's, let's, let's deal with it. Let's, let's not push it under the rug, but, but let's put it in, in its place in regards to how we can, in, how we can be empowered to make some sort of difference, how, how we can, you know, take the lash, but yet, you know, be resilient enough to get up and to, you know, keep on fighting in some other way. Maybe it's not with the fist, you know, but, but maybe you may decide to empower yourself with education to become a, um, an advocate for justice and, and to really, you know, use whatever means necessary to, to go out there and fight. If you don't, you don't have a mentor, if you don't have, you know, someone to, to guide you in, in that particular 
direction and to help you with some level of support, you know, to get there, you may not see, you know, an outlet, um, you know, for you, and therefore you go within. Thank you.